Boom. Oh, let me pin my video. Oh, I also need to make Miss Michelle the co-host. And There we go. Good. So today I was going to talk about uh, uh, a different thing called um, excuse me, I'm having technical difficulties. There we go. Uh, here's the title. I came up with it. It's like, see your success, right? See your success. Right, which is because I, I said the thing out is going to talk about the you know three C's of success, right? Um, just a terminology I use. Actually, there's four. So when you're thinking about this, or when I'm thinking about this, you know, because now it's the first of the year, everybody's on that new year, new me bullshit, and they keep you know, and all this like I'm going to be different, you know. <clears throat> Those of us that go to health clubs know probably for about two weeks you're going to. You really can't go Monday, Wednesday, or Friday because that's the days people go. But by the third week of January, it starts sliding off, right? That's just the numbers. And I used to be part owner and work in a, and, and, and was manager of a health club. And that's just the numbers, right? But of all the people that join and you'll get all that influx in, Janu in December and January, I think you know, at least the places I was and the people you talked to, only about 10% will maintain the change that they made, right? Which seems to be true with everything that we do, whether it's change your diet, whether it's stop drinking, whether it's uh, start an exercise program. And even when you get into like your personal success, like rebuilding your business and the stuff that you want to do, you know, about of all the people that start, why do only 10% make it, right? And that's always one of my things. And I, uh, they usually point to, again, the field I'm the most familiar with, the recovery world. You know, when people go through tr treatment or walk into a 12-step program or just go to a therapist, and all the real research, the meta-analysis points out, doesn't matter if you go to like one of the best treatment centers like a Hazleton or a Betty Ford or one of the top flat ones, you go into a therapist's office, or you walk into an AA meeting or an NA meeting, there's not much difference in the amount of people, the amount of success that people have, right? And um, long-term, of course, if you're in a treatment center for 30, 60, 90 days, if, if, you know, you're probably gonna uh, be sober or abstinent during that time, just because it's probably not around. Uh, even though I, trust me, I've been in those things. I've seen it. I've seen people, you know, the last, one of the last ones that we had to throw off three people because they managed to sneak away, jump the fence, go to the store that was behind where we had the uh, facility, get some beer, right, and get high and come back, right? And how did they get caught? Well, they went in and uh, uh, because they didn't have money, we, we usually told the family, take the money, don't leave money here. We don't need money in the facility. Well, they snuck in an office, stole the lady's debit card, the lady that was like the night person taking care of the 
the CNA, the certified nursing assistant that was there at night, stole her debit card. That's what they used to get the beer at the store that was behind it, come back, you know, and we didn't know for a day till finally the, the lady points out that uh, uh, someone had to get her card because in the middle of the night, like midnight, where she was working, there was like a $60 charge to buy beer and shit and, and, and cigarettes, you know, the place behind. So yeah, it was kind of interesting, right? That we, we had to uh, throw them out of, actually, I got, I got two of them arrested because it was, you know, because the bank said they wouldn't, you know, uh, forgive or whatever, put the money back in the lady's account unless somebody pressed charges. And I was the hard ass going, press charges, they stole it. You know, we had a social worker working there like, well, maybe I go, no, no, uh-uh. You know, actions have repercussions. That's what we teach here, right? And they'd all been sober about 30 days. That they'd been in treatment 30 days. I, I, so, but anyway, but of all the people I've been around in that world, about 10% make it, right? Why is that? I, we're always looking for the difference that makes the difference. But let's talk about a few things that seem to help. So when you want to make your change, you know, are you committed to the change, right? Are you committed? Do you have commitment, you know? Are you committed? You know, how bad, how high is your commitment, right? You know, on a scale of, you could do the scale, but you know, there's that difference between you want to, right? You need to, right? And even sometimes people say they have to, right? Right, but these, what is the true commitment, right? I. Only, and this is a personal thing because everybody, oh, I'm really committed to my success or my change or whatever it happens to be, right? But it's like, you have to figure out this because if you're truly committed to it, to me, you have to cross that Rubicon to, the, to that level of, as our dear friend David Goggins would say, right? The only way I'm leaving is in a body bag, you know? You're gonna have to drag me off the battlefield, whatever it happens to be, right? And that's more commitment. You're gonna do whatever it takes to get there, right? And again, if you just want to, well, you know, it's a, you'll find an excuse or a reason not to do it, right? It's late, I'm tired, whatever it happens to be, right? And even like to use the analogy of, of people that are working out, you know, even in this two, two, three week, let's say the whole month of January, if you, the people that are committed are going to, they're going to go and either fight the crowd or uh, what I noticed is this time of year is I redo my schedule. Someone else taught me this. I didn't come up with it. So I always, I, I take, I don't work at, out at the health club on Monday or Wednesday. Those are the two busiest days. Planet Fitness, you can look at their tracker and that is the two busiest days. So I could either A, go there and bitch about how everybody's there, or I could redo it and work out Sunday where there's not a soul in the health club except the committed people. And even during the rest of the time, especially this one, um, Christina uh, can give me an amen on this one. Usually I try to get my ass up and I'm in the car on the way to work out at 7 a.m. 
you know, between 6.30 and 7 a.m. Because it's just the, the people that are at that, at the health club at that time are the people that are pretty serious about it, right? And here in Florida, it could still be retirees, but it's people that are, they're in there to get the work done and get out and get on with their life, right? And so that's commitment. So you have to figure out what level, you know, what, what are you truly committed to, right? And uh, so you develop the commitment because the commitment seems to lead to, you know, consistency, right? To do it consistently, right? Uh, as a friend of mine, many years ago, the guy that got me to write a book with him, his name is uh, Kevin Hogan. Um, this was his big thing. You had to consistently commit to write 1,000 words a day, five days a week, right? And he made me commit to that, right? And, and so it was kind of interesting because I'd been bitching about writing this book and he goes, well, we could write one together. So we decided to, uh, and I'd have to send him the words I wrote. Now, what was interesting with him, he said, I don't care if the words, most of them make no sense. You can't stop until you've written a thousand words, right? How many pages is like four typewritten pages, right? And don't edit it, just write something every day, right? And that's consistency, right? If you, how many people join, they, they say they're committed to get in shape. I'm committed, I want this. They join the health club or the gym or get a trainer or whatever, right? And then they work out occasionally, every once in a while, right? Same with those of us, and I'm beating myself up on this, self-disclose, because you're seeing a change in action, hopefully, is the consistency. If you're going to use social media to build your business, you have to be consistent, right? And the research says actually social media, depending on your age, the age group of your target market, uh, Instagram and Facebook are the two best ways to do it out there, then Google, right? And then if you're going after a younger market, you go after TikTok, right? But you got to do it consistently, right? I talked to uh, our friend, Dan Candells, a lot of people know him, great guy. And that's what he says, you know, he could, Everybody's like, how did you build this? Whatever it is, he's got a couple hundred thousand followers. And he goes, well, for three years that no one noticed, he was consistently doing two posts a day. Right? Some, as he said, every, sometimes they would get nothing, zilch, nada. Right? And then others would start growing. And now he's at that level. It's, it's, it's taken off. So are you... What's your level of consistency? And I think your consistency might link back to your, how committed you are, right? How committed you are to making whatever change, whatever goal you're going after, whatever, whatever it happens to be, right? Then with this, the third one is, can you communicate clearly, right? Can you communicate clearly? And there's two levels of communication. Those of you who did the communication class, I always say the first level of communication is self-communication. Are you communicating these things to yourself in a way that you actually work? Right? Our field of personal coaches, hypnotists, and our peers, 
say that they can motivate people to, uh, to do things, but then they can't motivate themselves. So do they know how to communicate these ideas to themselves? What can you, how do you, how do you communicate to yourself? And then, you know, yourself and then others, right? How do you communicate to self and then others, right? So if you're, let's say, especially for building a business, are you committed? Are you consistent? And is your communication working, first of all, with yourself to take to keep doing the activities you need to do consistently based on your commitment to, to get that goal, right? And so if, you know, like, what is your self-talk? If we're going to use self-talk as your motivator. If you're doing it, if you're consistently doing it, the self-talk works. But if you're not, you need to change your self-talk. Right? And that's a very personal thing. Maybe, you know, but in our world, and I will slam hypnotist NLPers and personal coaches, it's all this, you know, rainbows and butterfly bullshit, right? And maybe that'll motivate you. It will not motivate me, right? Just like if you ever work with smokers, people, I, I'm always, when I'm at a conference, a seminar, and somebody's doing something on smoking, um, and they say, all you have to do is be positive and motivating and talk about health. And my first reaction is, this person's never worked with a smoker. You know, like a chain smoking truck driver. Yes, they're motivated and going toward the butterflies and the rainbows and saving the gay whales or whatever that they're, you know, it's like tough crowd, lighten up people. No, it's like what? And nobody, and maybe that motivates you. It will motivate some people. But if, to me, it's all about the results, right? As Churchill says, it's great to have a strategy, but every once in a while, you got to look at the results. But many of us get stuck in the strategy, whether the results work or not, right? I know I'm guilty of that. It's like, no, I'm just going to do it harder. I'm going to do it more effectively, you know? One of the hardest things I had to do was the last year was back up and realize, you know, what I'm doing is not working. What I'm doing in my physical life to change how I look for what I'm doing wasn't working. I had to change that, right? Um, and my business, stuff I wanted to do in my business wasn't working. It used to work. It was a great strategy before. It really wasn't working now, right? So, you know, and because at least somewhat I, I was committed to it because the pain level was quite high physically and in the business world. And so I reached out and learned what I needed to do consistently. You know, for the physical side, I got this, I bought a program from a trainer. I got him, I, I talked to him and, um, or one of his people, he's top shelf guy and uh, got his program, right? And then started to do it consistently. Of course, I still took six months of messing around with it, trying to doing half the workout, but tweaking it for things that I thought would work better. And then finally, um, because I was coaching someone else and they were fighting me on what I, I was telling them they needed to do. And then it dawned on me, listening to my own voice. It's like, well, God damn it, this is what you're doing with this other program. You know, if I want the results he's giving, I'm going to have to follow, you know, if I want that cake, I'm going to follow his recipe. Right. So then I really started following the recipe and it, it, the results worked. You know, the, 
you know, I've lost 5% body fat, you know, I can actually do the full squat all the way down and all the way up again, right? Without grabbing a chair, Billy, without grabbing a chair. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so, you know, to get the different strategy and then commit to it and consistently do it. And to do that, you know, I had to look at what was, what my self-talk was. How was I talking to myself? What was the communication I was doing with myself, you know? And I had to go back to what works. And my self-talk that motivates me is not nice. It's not gentle, motivating. It's more along the lines of uh, Chief Goggins approach to motivation. I mean, if you ever watch his videos, which really offends certain people, my wife can't stand it. One will come on, she just like freaks out. And I'm like, well, she has a different motivation strategy than I do, right? And, uh, and, and a lot of this, and it may change, but what I was doing, so I had to change my communication with myself and then it'll help me ch change my communication with others, right? And then all of this will start to build what, you know, true confidence, right? And to me, true confidence is based on being competent, right? Because we all have that friend, relative, someone you know that is super confident, but they're not very, they're, they, they have no confidence, right? And all of us in the hypnosis and NLP world usually have had this, especially hypnosis, has this ha happened at least once in your life. Someone will give a rant, a tirade, or a, a dissertation on why hypnosis work, won't work, and they've never been hypnotized, they've never read a book on hypnosis, they never know anything about hypnosis, but they know. Anybody ever had that experience? Right? And it's like, they're confident, right? But they're, they have no confidence because they have no background in it. Right? It's one step away from the fat chain smoking guy that'll tell you how to get in shape. Right? And we all, we've seen that, you know? I was at the One Health Club, it was a while ago, and they, they had a sauna, and I'm in the sauna, and some guy was talking about the way he eats and how important it is. It's not just what you eat, but it's, it's in, he was talking to somebody else about, um, it's not just what you eat, it's when you eat. It's the old, the calorie's not a calorie, is not a calorie. A calorie changes, you know, you, if you're only eating 2,000 calories a day and you eat it all at nine o'clock at night and go to bed, it's going to do certain, you know, and the, but then the guy was sitting there and he literally had to take his stop and take a break before he could reach the top thing to sit in the sauna, right? Because he was that out of shape. And he's a, but boy, he starts giving this diatribe on why this was wrong. And finally, it was another, it was an old guy sitting there and he goes, nothing personal, but I wouldn't fucking take advice from you. Look at you. <laughs> and, you know, but, but yeah, so, you know, that's tr true confidence, you know, and, and you have a level of competency about it, right? And again, so what is your commitment level to whatever change you're trying to work on, right? Um, are you taking the consistent action and what is consistent? What would be the action you need to take, right? 
and maybe get advice from some person that's doing what you do and follow how they're doing it. And is your self-communication working? Which is, again, look at the results. Are you consistently taking the action you need to take, right? And then, then you begin to develop the confidence and then you're in this feedback loop, one into the other, into the other, which feeds back down, you know? So anyway, that's what I call see your way to success. And so I just wanted to throw that out there. It's a fun, to me, it's a fun topic, right? It's a fun topic. Um, so let me stop the recording. Oh, and so next week, I think I've got a special uh, presentation and um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, it's between two. So look at for the next e-zine or post. I'll be a, I'll tell you what it is, but it has to do with personal and professional change. That's my thing this month.